eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConforta. Let's tell our listeners and viewers uh, where you've been and what's been going on, because I think uh, one of the things that you participate in every year is really cool with the masterminds. Well, this OL masterminds right here, you know, I'm a walking billboard, but it's really the sixth year Duke Mannyweather, who has got a training facility up in Frisco, Texas, right there at the star where the Cowboys are at right across, right across the street from him. But um, it, it, Duke trains a lot of the best linemen, in the league. I went down on Thursday and I watched, you know, everybody from Iki Aquanu to, mm. uh, you know, Teron Armstead uh, to Dan Moore, you know, I mean, you know, Evan Neal, you know, then, then the guards, you know, whether it was Cesar Ruiz and the centers or Tyler Biotish. So I saw, I, I saw them all training down there. And then we, we, we started this thing on six years ago, this OL masterminds. And really what it is, it's just a think tank. And it's, you know, we, I believe, that you're only any team, high school, college, you know, you want to walk in your backyard, University of Georgia there, Carl, you know, NFL teams. Like the backbone of every team is the offensive line. And if it isn't together, if those five starters, if those 10 guys aren't united every day, going to lunch, walking out to practice, in the film room late, if they're not like this, your team's not, they're not winning. They're not winning. They're not doing what Kansas City did this year. They're not doing what Philadelphia did. They're not doing it. It's not going to happen. I don't care who those guys are on the outside or who's running the ball or who your quarterback is. It's just – and so we, we believe that the fraternity and the, the brotherhood that is the offense line is the most important part of a team. And we, we get together for two days, Carl, and we just talk <clears throat> breakout sessions for techniques, uh, you know, breakout sessions, film sessions for, you know, how to handle edge rushers, you know, inside power rushers, like the best way to, you know, slide protection versus man. Just we really get inside the game. And, you know, we, we have a, we always have a legends group that come in, like Bruce Matthews was there. Wow. Steve Hutchinson was there. Okay. You know, um, so every year we have those guys come in and kind of talk everything from training to taking care of your body, longevity. But here's the cool part, Carl. The cool part is – the NFL players come. I mean, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith from the Chiefs are inseparable. They sit next to each other. They walk in together. Like, breakout sessions, they're together. Um, but, oh, and, you know, Andrew Whitworth was there, and he was really, really good. 
But what's really cool is all the college kids that are coming. South Carolina, Clemson, Duke, mm -hmm. Oregon, you know, TCU. Like, there's clusters, over 100 guys, college players. And I can remember when Creed Humphrey was at Oklahoma. He was coming down when he was a sophomore, driving down from Norman, Oklahoma to Dallas. And he was coming to this thing. And he, like, he's a believer. But what's cool now is Creed, who just finished his second year, has got the ring. Like, now he's sharing his knowledge with, you know, 18, 19-year-old college kids. And so that's really the brotherhood, is sharing information, kind of bonding through the, the game of football and the intricacies of football. And so it was really – yeah, it's, it, this, I think, was the best year. Lane Johnson kind of was one of the founders of it. Lane was there. Uh, he really believes in it. it he, he really fosters it. And so <laughs> I've been a part of it now for five to six years. I gave a little talk at the beginning, and then I do a lot of film work on some, some techniques and stuff. So it, it's really – it's uh, you know, I know Von Miller does a pass rush camp and George yeah. is doing a tight end thing. But yeah. that's kind of where it's going. And, and one of the reasons – just to wrap this up, Carl, one of the reasons why these type of things are really growing – is we all understand the limitations that teams, players have as far as practice time. I mean, back in the day, we, we, we padded up, you know, at 8.30 every morning, at 2.30 every afternoon, we went for three hours, and we got a chance to thump and hit and work on all those techniques. Well, they just don't get that luxury anymore, we, and that's fine. The safety of the game is most important. But we've got to find other ways to get the techniques down, to, to build your toolbox to build your confidence, to develop. And so there's Evan Neal in his second year. Like, he doesn't need to be there on July 9th, but there's Evan Neal from the Giants there. You know, like, it's important to these guys. And so talking, you know, seeing Evan Neal talk to Lane Johnson, talk to, you know, Andrew Whitworth, you know, real guys that did it a long time. Like, it's it, it, it's cool to watch. Um, and it could be everything from footwork to sets to hands. Like, it, the game's evolving. And so talking about it and walkthroughs, like – Andrew Whitworth said something really eye-opening to me because he came from a generation in Cincinnati. You know, he played 20 years, but when he started Cincinnati, it was full-on two-a-days. That's what he remembers as, you know, coming into the league out of LSU. And at the end, it was just Sean McVay really believed in a lot of walkthroughs. Mm. They, they walked through a lot of stuff. But Andrew Whitworth said this, and I want to share it with all of our audience. He never, ever lost in a walkthrough. He treated walkthroughs. If you know, if uh, Leonard Floyd was opposite him in a walkthrough, it's Leonard live. Floyd beating him. Yeah. So it used to bother him when guys would come out to walkthroughs. Their shoes weren't tied. You know, Aaron Donald's going around them. You know, and like the play's over. He said he never lost a walkthrough. And so really, it's it's your concentration, it's your effort, it's your mentality to the game and to each part of the game that's going to help you become and maintain yourself as a great player. The uh, Von Miller Pass Rush Summit, which has become a thing as well, and, and I've had a chance to to check it out. And I'm fascinated, Baldy, just as somebody, you know, because for me, um, we're, we're, uh, it's, it's the people I know, but it's also I'm in the background, right? I'm just kind of observing. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, one of the things you talk about, the hands thing, and, and I know offensive linemen do this too, but there was like a session where all it looked like Kung Fu. You know, all they're doing is 
working hands and, and moving. And, and you don't realize, I think, fans, when you watch the game, especially in the interior, because we're not paying attention to that, how much of this stuff is going on with leverage and hands yeah. and how big it is now compared to, you know, again, back in the day, I just needed to get in your way and I was going to hit you with a shoulder or, you know, I was going to hit you with a forearm. Now it's all this. And, and it was fascinating for me a couple of years ago when I went to uh, – to see all these great pass rushers. And then you said it, they're sharing secrets, which yeah. is not the norm. These guys are like, how do you do this? What's your get off here? How do you come off the edge? And I'm like, this is what's fascinating is all this information being shared, just like with the O-line. Well, it really, you know, what Vaughn's talking about, it's hand-to-hand combat. And whoever wins the hand games, uh, and it's all changing. We used to be two-hand punchers, and that was the thing. And now, yep. you know, Lane Johnson, he has his hands down at his knees until it's, it's the point of the play where he's got Micah Parsons, you know, now the game is on. Like he's built his house, he's in position. All right, now we got to finish the deal, but it's all changing. And, you know, I, I saw Vaughn was sitting to talk to Max Crosby the other day. They sent me a little clip. And, <laughs> you know, it's cool though. It's really it cool. Is. But you see like, so, you know, and I want to just say this, Carl, because I know you know this, but I think some fans out there, think the game is just watered down. It's not Butkus. It's not Reggie White. And it's not. But if the game is still really good. It's still one in the trenches. And the, the money is crazy. I get that. The game is still important. To, to Von Miller, Max Crosby, Lane Johnson, to these pro pros, the game's important. It's vital. And they want to help preserve it, grow it in a way, you know, that's uh, really – good for the future of the game. And so when people say, ah, you know, they don't hit anymore, you know, whatever they say, I'm just telling you, like, first of all, go watch a game on the field. (laughs) Close your eyes, just listen to the game and just hear, hear Roquan Smith go blow somebody up. You know, like it's, the game is, is still really good and it's still really physical and it's still trench warfare, you know, every single Sunday. Yeah, and Baldy, I totally agree, guys. It's in the huddle. Subscribe, like us. Uh, Make sure that you don't miss an episode, especially as we gear up going towards camp. We're going to be dropping new episodes and getting ready for the upcoming season, and you can watch us on YouTube as well, guys, um, as well, in the huddle pod. The only thing I was going to say is the difference, I try to tell people this, is the intentional headhunting that once went on is no longer there. Yeah, the intimidation. Yes, yeah. outside of that, yeah. everything else is still fair game. I yeah. mean, honestly. And, and and that's the part that I think people go, well, it's not the same. Take the head hunting out. And that's we we don't need that, okay? Yeah. But outside of that, I'm still in contact with the guy every play. I'm still fighting guys off. I'm still getting blocked as hard as I possibly can. I mean, I, there's nothing that's changed, and you're absolutely right. It's one of those things you say, close your eyes. It reminds me of NFL films, Baldy, where you hear all the, you know, inside. And that's all you hear because guys are grinding in there, man. I I totally agree with you. You know, just to go back to the headhunting thing, like there's, you know, there were some guys that made their living, you know, over the middle. I mean, they were just, so, you know, Pete Carroll, who's been a real proponent of playing the game the right way, he put out a rugby tape years ago, even when there was a Legion of Boom was going on. And he always believed in taking the head out, leading with the shoulder, and like they do in rugby. And that tape went viral 
A lot uh. of people use it as a, as a training tape, but there's there's a proper way to do it. Eyes up, head up. Yes. Leave with the shoulder. I teach a little thing weekly for the NFL on the right way to play the game. And you're right, Carl. I, I would say that you see very little of that. They've eliminated with targeting in college. It's it's necessary. We have to learn how to play the game differently. We do protect the quarterbacks. Look, Super Bowl Sunday was a lot of fun with Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes going at it. But if you took your backups and you had them on Super Bowl Sunday, it's just not a very compelling game. <laughs> no, no, not at all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Baldy, we got to talk about the NFC North. And uh, listen, let, let's start first with the the, the the hype around the Lions, okay? They are positioned to win this division for the first time in years. You have talked about Ben Johnson for the last two years, okay? When nobody was talking about Ben Johnson, you were. Um, but this is a year where they have to prove it. This is a season where they're coming in as potentially a favorite. And even some people saying, you know, it might be overhyped. Now, let's put this in perspective before we get into the Lions. Green Bay loses their quarterback, obviously a legendary quarterback. Nobody thinks they're going to do anything. That's just human nature. Vikings won 11 one-score games last year. They're not doing that this year. And, and one of those games, Carl, they were down 31 nothing. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. That's right. And then the Bears, they're building. They traded that number one pick. Ryan Poles is the general manager. I think he's doing a good job of trying to, to, to figure this out. But they have their franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. What are they going to do to build around it? But let's talk about the Lions, and let's start there as we break down the NFC, NFC North. All right. The draft. They drafted Jack Campbell. And, Boldy, I remember you and I talking about this, and we were like, okay, was that a reach? What's the deal? Listen, I get it. He was a playmaker at Iowa, but – how does he jump into that defense and make them better? Because defensively, um, the secondary, I think, is what got better. And that's what Coach said. Coach Campbell said the secondary because they went out and got Emmanuel Mosley and Cameron Sutton. But what about Jack Campbell jumping in? And how much better is this defense going to be? Well, they drafted Kirby Joseph last year. <clears throat> you know, they, they, he was a great free safety. I mean, really good. He intercepted Aaron Rodgers last year three times. Three of his four interceptions were Aaron Rodgers. And, oh, by the way, they did beat the Packers twice for right. the first time in, I don't know, maybe our lifetime. I mean, it's been a long time <laughs> since the Lions took down the Packers twice. But, um, you know, Aiden Hutchinson was a great pick. You know, he's just a tone setter. Like, they're building. Like they, They've got pieces right now, real pieces. And so I think, you know, Jack Campbell, they, they wanted that traditional, big, long, yeah. middle linebacker. He's just got a presence about it. Very active, moves really well. Going to be hard to throw the ball over the middle of the field with him in the middle. And um, the way that they are, are aggressive defensively, I think they have a chance to, to really improve. But I, I think the two corners they got, the safety they had, uh, you had Campbell with Aiden, you know, with James Houston, you know, a pick out of, you know, Jackson State, whatever. Like they, they've got a, they got a chance now 
to because they had to improve defensively, Carl. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't good. They won some shootout games because the offense was really good. Even the first you know game of the season, you know they scored in the 30s against the Eagles. Well, they gave up in the 40s, you know, and so they they lost some shootout games, um, and that they had to bring the score down. So, you know, you could talk about the running back, like Jamar Gibbs. Jamar Gibbs, you know, he was a Georgia Tech kid. You knew him from Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Goes to Alabama, you know, um, wanted to prove himself, you know, in, in the best conference. And he's the 12th pick in the draft, Carl. 12th pick, you know, for running back these days. Not very far after what Bijan went. And, you know, they they allowed DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, some of these guys to walk. They, they want that speed coming out of the backfield. Baldy, one problem that the Lions have, guys, as we preview the NFC North, Jamison Williams suspended for the first six games. They drafted him. They waited on him to recover from the injury. He came back, and now they're waiting on him again. And I, listen, the kid is talented, but, you know, first six, season, first six games of the season for violating the league's gambling policy. How much does that hurt them offensively without having him on the field? Well, you can't replace speed. You know, his first game when he was active last year, his first catch was either a 42 or 48-yard touchdown. Like, he just – just gone. I mean, just gone. Like, you can't replace that speed. They've got Amon Ross St. Brown, caught 107 balls last year. Like, he's legit, number one. And they, they move him around like they do with Justin Jefferson and some of these chess pieces in the passing game. Ben Johnson, the offense coordinator, is very talented. And Amon Ross St. Brown is just – a He's an interesting man, but he is, he wants to be great. And he's got his goals set and, you know, he's, he's really clutch. He's a good player. Um, but I think it's going to hurt him. I, I, you know, it's just, speed just opens up so many things for anything, tight ends, running backs. You just have to respect it. I mean, corners start to play in a backpedal when he's out there. You know, he's in the four twos, Carl. He's legitimately, mm-hmm. like he didn't time at Alabama because you know, he tore his knee up and he couldn't time. But, like, he's a, he's a legit in the four twos. But but he also has body control. It's not just straight line speed. He's got, you know, he's, he's a special player. So they're going to have to wait on him again. But, you know, look, people lose great players. I mean, you just have to – I mean, if you're going to be a team that has got to contend, then you have to overcome that. And that's, you know, that's Dan, that's Dan Campbell's job. Baldy projected win totals nine and a half. For the Lions, which I think is a lot, uh, but that is the over/under. And then also, tell me about golf. Tell me what you think about Jared Golf. I, I think he's underrated. I really do. I, he throws a really good ball. He doesn't try to do things out of his ability, and you know he's not running around trying to do all this stuff. But a lot of people don't believe in Jared Golf. And remember, they drafted Hendon Hooker, so we're talking about the NFC North. I don't think we see Hooker anytime soon. But the point is. Golf, can he build on what he did last year and really take him to the next level? Oh, I think absolutely. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, his year, 2016, coming out of Cal, he's the first pick. Carson Wentz, second pick. We see, we've tracked these number one, number two picks, Peyton Manning, Ryan Lee, for years. Yeah. And one, rarely do both of them pan out. Carson's looking for a job. Jared Goff's been in the Super Bowl. Got his team, you know, in contention right now. When you watch Jared, two things, even coming out of Cal, one, he's very accurate with the ball. And number two, 
Um, he's very tough. He's a pocket quarterback. He stays in there. He takes his lumps. Um, he gets rid of the ball. Like, he's smart and he's tough. Like, you can win a lot of games that. Now, does he have Matt Stafford's arm? No, he doesn't. Uh, not many people do. But, you know, and Sean McVay wanted somebody that was bigger, stronger, you know, yeah. more elite. Okay, so, yeah, that's that's fair to say. But I, th- I think you can win a lot of games with Jared Goff. You just can win a lot of games. He didn't make a lot of mistakes last year. Um, he, he, he's, he's available. He's rarely gotten hurt, if ever. Like, you know, he's just one of those guys, lines up every Sunday. Gave him 17 starts last year. Chance are he's probably going to do something very similar this year. Um, but he's available. He's a leader. He believes in the system. Look, Ben Johnson was offered a lot of money to be a head coach this year. He mm. Like, he wants to see this thing through. Like, there's time to be a head coach. Ben Johnson stayed. And he, one of the reasons why he stayed is he's got a quarterback to work with. And so, uh, and I think the players believe in him. Um, and I don't think they ever didn't believe in him in Los Angeles. You know, the coach, he decided that there was there was room for an upgrade. You yeah. know, and they, it, it worked out for him. I think it's worked out for both teams.